And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Brains in trouble. I need to come up with a plan to make a lot of money. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Oh, well, that's not what I was pondering, but that's a better idea. Let's do that. Nerve. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Animaniacast. This is, of course, the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, and Freakazoid. Today, we are talking about another episode of the Animaniacs Reboot Season 2. Yes, we're going to talk about every cultural reference and gag that we can find, or at least the ones that we want to talk about. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Beast Wipe Slam! Whoa. And across the country in Georgia, <laughs> it's Kelly. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hey. Well, we, we are here and we're talking about, what is this? Are we on episode three? Three. Three of season two of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right. This episode features Rug of War, Run, Pinky Run, and the Hamburg Tickler. Yes. And if someone were to ask you, I don't know, to summarize this episode in just a, a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, European. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Kelly, what do you think? It reminded me of several films. Ah, and we shall talk about those, I'm sure. Well, before we get to our discussion and everything, I, you know, this episode, of course, premiered on November 5th of 2021. And so this, is, of course, is the time where we have to ask Nathan for our November 5th trivia theme song. I should really think of these before. <laughs> All right. As uh, the 11th month of the year, and it's the fifth day of that month, and we all know what that means, because it has the things of all the facts that you want to hear. It's coming at you in your ear. <laughs> wow. That was that particularly good. Everything. It, yeah. it rhymed, and it had a great uh, <laughs> you know, meter, and uh, yes, it was amazing. It was on pitch? Oh, I man. think I would love it if somebody were to take some of these and auto-tune them or something. Oh, oh make them sound like, yeah, Let's not some bad. Remixes. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be somebody out there. The, the trick sure. is actually they're like, oh, I could do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> no. But Nathan, tell us what happened. Give us a November 5th. Uh, facts. Okay, so yeah, as I oh, was saying, you know, that's is, what we should be calling it: November fifth facts. November fifth facts. Ah, oh, next now time we finally I'll have get a to it. Okay, theme song for that. that okay, November fifth nice facts. Rings. That's okay. the new. That's the okay. We're calling it that. Okay, the number November fifth facts. All right. So as I said, this was a European episode because every segment was European. Uh, so I'll give some European facts. Uh, nineteen sixteen. The emperors uh, Wilhelm II of Germany and Franz Joseph of Austria-Hungary established the Kingdom of Poland. Uh, in 1937, Adolf Hitler informs his military leaders in a secret meeting of his intentions of going to war. And in 2006, 
there was two high voltage power lines in Germany that failed and triggered a cascade of cuts as automatic safety devices cut power of millions of customers in Germany, Belgium, France, Spain, and Italy. Wow. Europe. <laughs> and uh, since you said. And there's also uh, Guy Fox Day in Europe, too. Yes, it's true. We already mentioned that, <laughs> but you did mention uh, was was that the Kaiser Kaiser Wilhelm? Was that who you were talking about there? Um, the yeah, maybe Wilhelm the second. I don't know his first name. Oh, there's definitely he must have been a Kaiser <laughs> of some sort. What what year was that? Uh, 1916. Oh yeah, that was Kaiser Wilhelm the second. Uh, well, here's a Wilhelm scream for him. <laughs> Like watching Star Wars, yeah. He was yes, as we all know, he is the the origin of the the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it's from him. Sense. Put it down in November fifth facts. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, <laughs> for that. Let's go ahead and get to our discussion of today's episode. We're going to start off with our variable verse for today, and that, of course, was mutton is gamey. Mutton is gamey, and it's Wacko playing a video game. With a sheep, because yep. sheep is mutton. That's the meat. I was trying to figure out if it had anything to do with the episode, and it does not. <laughs> I never can understand what they're saying in the variable verse. <laughs> yeah, that one was harder to hear, I think, than other ones. Even, mm. it, yeah, and I, I don't, and I don't even necessarily agree with the mutton being gamey necessarily. But I don't know if I've had. Maybe I just have had been lucky with eating lamb, and I haven't. Because isn't gamey kind of like a toughish, stringy kind of? Yeah, meat? I would say so. Yeah, and I've never had that problem with, at least not that I can think of with lamb. But I mean, how often do you eat lamb, though? Oh, uh, <laughs> every other day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wolf. Uh, <laughs> but at any rate, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of it was there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not not a big fan of the variable verses, at least so far. I'm sure this is only three episodes in, you know. I'm sure they're going to get much better, right? Sure, why not? Well, well anyway, uh. let's go ahead and get to our first uh, discussion of the first segment. Yeah, Ooh. that makes sense. <laughs> and We're gonna have a second discussion of the yeah, first this segment. This is going to be the first one of it, and maybe we'll talk about it later. We'll see. <laughs> uh, this is rug of war. <laughs> And Rug of War was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed by Eric Knutson or Knutson. I do not know how to pronounce his last name, but I don't know. Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Rug of War? Okay. Well, uh, the Warners are rolling down the street, literally, and they come across a $5 bill on the floor. They're trying to figure out what they could do with this $5 bill. What should we do? See a movie? Go to the gas station and fill our pants with freezy shakes? Although he doesn't have pants uh or uh dot <laughs> what's about that, that. <laughs> i just realized that's so weird i uh dot wants to just, just like rip it up you know and take that capitalism but uh yakko has a better idea we're gonna go to the uh we're gonna see where they're auctioning off these uh, tr- what are they called uh <laughs> <laughs> storage storage uh, sheds yeah like yeah storage hunters kind of thing so um they're but uh they gotta you know win it for five dollars so they convince everyone else that something's wrong with it maybe a 
it's a monkey paw situation, or maybe there's just nothing inside of it. So what, whatever the case, it turns out that the Warners are now the only ones bidding on it. So they bid $5 and win. And inside of it, oh, all the treasures in the world you could enjoy, like a ergonomic office chair or a, a bed that looks like Vladimir Putin. Um, there's also a magic rug, which ends up being a, a tapestry of uh, the Bayou trap tapestry. Is that how you pronounce it? to view the tapestries. <laughs> tapestries. <laughs> tapestries. Dear me, the man is dense. This is a castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. This is a castle. And we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse. How dare he? <laughs> Uh, Yakko knows what it is immediately, and he jumps inside of it. Bio? Gesundheit. Thanks. Woohoo! After you. Oh no, I just ate. I should really wait 30 minutes before jumping into a magical carpet land. We get, uh, we get a little song here about William the Conqueror. William of Normandy on France's shore. Duke since the age of 12 and hungry for more. He made a claim upon the throne, flakier than a croissant. So his name would live forever in this fun and nifty font. We find out that he was a, he used, he took the throne from Harold, I think was the uh, king that took it from Edward. Uh, there was a huge war. Um, and they, uh, Harold died and he won. Um, uh, yeah, that's the, it's <laughs> about the gist of it. And, uh, they, they come out because a raccoon or some, a, a possum, possum. Yeah. is, takes a bite out of it. And that, 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 that shoots him out. So they decide that goes in the keep pile. And then all the other things, which is like a Mona Lisa painting and some other junk, they decide to sell that to the pawn shop and they get $5 from it and they try to figure out what to do. Uh, maybe they can go to the squishy mart and build their pants with squishy as Wacko wants to do, or they could destroy the, wait a second. We did this before. This is a monkey paw situation. Why does this keep happening to us? <gasps> Monkey's paw. And end of segment. Yes. Man, I hated Dot's eyes when she was doing the monkey's paw thing. <laughs> she had no eyes. She had, yeah, it was just, just creepy, eye sockets. Cre- creepy, creepy, creepy. So is a monkey paw basically like it causes things to repeat themselves? I, I, well, it depends on what you wish. I guess. I, I mean, the monkey's paw. There, called... there was an episode of Buffy where things just kept replaying, and but it was like a, it wasn't, I think it was like a mummy's paw. Or oh. something. I was like, oh, maybe that's what it's supposed to do. See, I'm just well, used to like the Twilight Zone or the. Yeah, I think that's the, the monkey paw situation. It's, you know, you have like five wishes and yeah. you make a wish, but it has this, you know, a bad effect. Like, yeah, it's, the it's consequences like, of that wish. You didn't wish well enough. And then, yeah, so and they do it and they, they do it in The Simpsons and a great mm-hmm. uh, one there too with. Also, wishes Bart and Millhouse find money and go to the Squishy Mart. Yeah, so I think get... this. I think they just watched some Simpsons episodes before writing this episode <laughs> because there was a Squishy, like the whole Squishy thing and the Monkey Paw thing. I, I bet think. they bought a storage shed at one point in the Simpsons <laughs> there too. Has to I be. Mean, this... <laughs> the Simpsons did it. <laughs> Simpsons have always done it. Well, uh, I guess let's go and talk about some of the cultural references. Well, uh, well, 
is the Bayo Tapestry. There's there's a big reference for you. I was just well, also, it, oh yes, it, it I had I had a suspicion, so I double checked on Wikipedia, but um, it's what they show in the beginning of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, in the opening credits. Aha! I forgot the opening credits for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I didn't <laughs> what, with with that with that super awesome uh, opening. Music by Michael Kamen. How could you? I love that movie. I, I, it, that movie is so good in spite of itself because Kevin I, Costner as Robin Hood. Alan Rickman. He's so good in it. That movie is, is, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it shouldn't work because like Kevin Costner as Robin Hood, not even <laughs> trying to do a British accent. But, and yet, but the soundtrack's incredible. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone else is doing a great performance and it's, it's corny 90s fun and it's, I don't know. It's great stuff. I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. With a spoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's cool to know. Well, I I noticed, uh, you know, there was the, the you know the the mattress with uh, Putin on it. Kind of looked like the Shroud of Turin a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like it's kind of a thing there. And uh, I I don't know. Like Nathan was mentioning, Storage Wars a couple of years ago. That was uh, every. I, I have to kind of think everything. Back a couple of years ago, as to when what they're referencing, what was more popular, and one of them was Storage Wars as a show. I don't even know if that show is even exists anymore, but I, there was a time where it was kind of popular, uh, at least mm-hmm. in uh, on TV. And I don't know if they even do those auctions very often, but uh, yeah, they're referencing that. The uh, uh, the peeing inside of a golf club is something that exists. It does it definitely <laughs> exist. I've seen I've seen that uh, advertisement online, and uh, I, I mean it's helped out a lot of senior citizens out there on the golf course. I bet. Golf bags, golf shoes, golf tees, a fake golf club you can pee into when nature makes an emergency call on the thirteenth hole. They're a real thing. I've seen the infomercials. Another reason why this segment is European. <laughs> Well, at any rate, um, what did you, what did you two do? You like this? This is our first time that we got, I would say, probably the, the first time we got a really educational, or at least a song that attempts to be really educational on this reboot. Um, took us a while to get there. And Dot even says, Oh God, before it starts, which it's kind of like, no, just do it without the commentary, Dot. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see this stuff. Uh, what did you two think about it? Um, Kelly, let's start with you. I really liked the animation. And, it did look and cool. Like, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it, it definitely reminded me of Robin Hood Prince Thieves, which is always a good thing. And um, I liked that it was educational. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I knew about Battle of Hastings, 1066, all that fun stuff. But maybe a lot of people don't. So uh, definitely can learn something from that. Uh, I just wish the song were a little catchier. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the lyrics were fine. Um, I, I it just didn't want to make me like hum it or sing it or try to memorize it. Um, maybe, but it could be one of those things where you know if I heard it more often, sometimes it takes a while for me to to catch onto a song. But um, overall, I, I thought it was it was good and it was super nice to have a um, an educational fun song. All right, Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, I was happy to hear I learned some things because I didn't know anything about the Battle of Hastings. And now I do know some things about the Battle of Hastings. So, they went there and battled and burned things down. <laughs> well, yeah, and they fought a guy named Harold and Harold died. I, and it did make they don't wonder. really know how he died. Yeah. He got 
well like it, even like if try, i was like how did he die because then i was like looking up and either got an arrow in the eye or he got hit with a sword the actual tapestry doesn't say they just show a guy with an arrow in the eye oh, really? and someone with a sword on him and like and then harold died <laughs> so it's like wow. which one's harold well is and, and didn't when did they say didn't they say they thought william had died at one point but then he lifted yeah. his helmet and he was fine or so at the very beginning of the battle of hastings there was like rumors that the duke uh uh had already died you know uh william uh but it turned out he was alive so as his men were retreating he's running through them with showing his face saying yelling out i'm alive still you know hey, like, dummies. <laughs> like turn around fake news fake news yeah it's fake news so, oh okay all right lies we need to send out that uh yeah, tickler yeah it's all it's all connected Ooh. <laughs> um well yeah i i kind of agree i think it was nice to see th- this educational song uh, I do. I did like how they looked. I thought they had a cool, like, kind of sewn kind of look to their their characters, which was really neat to see. I feel different. Do you? Yeah. We've always been a little two dimensional, but this is ridiculous. They have a cool look to them. I, I did like that. Um, and Wacko with his kind of gosh, what was he supposed to be? What kind of mythical creature was oh, that? Oh, it said it in the audio description, and I forgot already. Oh, uh, it's like a. <laughs> I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, not a sphinx, but a uh, a a griffin. Griffin. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yes, that's what I think he was basically looking like. But at any rate, um, but like you said, Kelly, I just wish it was a little bit more humble. Maybe it will be, but right now all I can get, all I can think of is William the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of peters off to nothing. And I've listened oh. to the song about three times. It, okay. Cause I was like, yeah, I mean, the first time you hear a song, it's always going to be just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Uh, it, it, at least it was, I will give it props for at least attempting to be what we expect <laughs> from the classic version of the show, uh, which was nice to see. Um, not really much more to say than that other than i again i did not like the the monkey's paw thing um i did kind of remind me a little bit of uh garage sale of the century a little bit with the auction and uh kind of a you know kind of felt like that a little bit but yeah trying to get it for really cheap yes they they didn't just have 27 cents or whatever it was this time though they had actual five bucks yeah although in today's money you know it's probably (laughs) (laughs) well let's go ahead and get to our next segment and that is run pinky run yellow pinky it's brain hold on let me get him for you brain phone and run pinky run was written by james putler and brad de prima it was directed by eric nutson and Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Run, Pinky, Run? Okay. Well, um, if if you are in the know, um, you know, this is based off of Run, Lola, Run, which is amazing. And you have to see it. The German movie. Yes. That's not in film class. And I loved it. And um, Brain is up to one of his plans again. And so he gets in touch with these bad guys and he's going to give them, I think, $100,000. Yeah, yeah $100,000 for some component of his machine. 
I was on my way to purchase an extremely rare strontium isotope to power my latest invention, a quantum continuous disruptor, when the unthinkable happened. An elderly lady sitting next to him and, and grabs the bag, or at least the money out of the bag. Um, and I'm not sure. I think it's by mistake. It, it doesn't seem to be deliberate, but I don't know how you grab that much money out of a bag and not realize it. So he's taking the bag to the bad guys and there's no money in it. And so then they decide to capture him and hang him up by a rope above a box with a snake in it, which is horrible. And uh, he calls Pinky and says, Pinky, you've got to get the $100,000 or they'll feed me to the snake. And um, so Pinky needs a watch or something to count down because he's only got is it 60 minutes or is it an hour he's confused oh dear did brain say 60 minutes or one hour oh if only brain invented a device so i could keep track of time and um so he takes he rips off a piece of um another one of brain's contraptions and puts it on his wrist like a watch and counts to 60 and then i'll count down and then uh he runs through a, a styrofoam plate of spaghetti and um it, for a moment like his his head's covered like in spaghetti sauce and it looks like like red hair which is kind of like the main character in run lola run yeah i noticed and, that I, I didn't know anything yeah. about run lola run really but other than oh, she yeah. had red hair and she ran yep. and uh, yeah. i saw that got, i was like Aha. it's got it's got a great soundtrack too. I think it's all like German techno. Yeah, music well, they kind of sh- and they kind of play that yeah. right at the beginning. Actually, throughout the episode, yeah, they do. It's amazing. So then Pinky's running down the stairs and in this great animation sequence, and um, he encounters all sorts of issues. There's a, a kid drive riding a bike, and he's actually on his way to deliver food to the bad guys. But he gets in Pinky's way, and gets through all these obstacles and fails to get the money to Brain. And he he arrives just in time to see Brain being fed to the the snake. Pinky, you made it. (laughs) Pay the men. They'll give us the isotope and we can finish building my quantum continuance disruptor. Um, the thing is, I didn't get the money. What? But I tried real hard. You see, Brain is my bestest and only friend in the whole wide world and... Yeah, I know how you feel. Yeah. We're best friends, too. Does this mean you'll let me go? Nah. But because the bad guys have the little device in their pockets, when Pinky comes in and the clock counts down to zero, it they interact with each other and it sets time backwards to when Pinky got the call from Brain. And so they go through this whole thing again. But this time things are a little different. Um... He doesn't get the red hair this time, but I think he still runs through the plate of spaghetti. He manages to avoid the kid on the bike, changes things just just a little bit. But I think in this version, I think Pinky's going to get fed to the snake. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're all kind of, since it gets repetitive, it's kind of mixing up in my head. But then he goes through it again. And, um, you know, he's like, you know, this time I'm going to do. Oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot. He, He keeps selling juice or like lemonade and the, a woman says she wanted, she, she'll pay a hundred thousand dollars for a cup, but he, he realizes he don't have cups. Come on, Pinky. You've been a bumbling dolt all your life, but perhaps today is the day you proved me wrong. I did it. I can't believe I did it. Lemonade. 
$100,000? Seems a bit steep, but I don't care. I'm so thirsty, I'd pay anything for a cup. Cups! I forgot cups! So then he goes to the, the grocery store. The guard there keeps trying to talk to him, and um, he keeps avoiding him. And then, then he sells different kinds of juice because they don't have the kind of juice that he wants. And so I don't know how many times he, he goes through the little juice slash lemonade stand. Um, and he, he doesn't know. So yeah. it's a lot. So in the final time he goes through this time, he avoids the, the spaghetti and uh, runs down the stairs and goes to the store and the security guard actually wants him to watch his truck. And he's actually a, um, like an armored truck driver. And so Pinky's like, sure, but the guy didn't pull the emergency brake. So the truck runs down the hill. You seem trustworthy. Mind watching my truck while I go grab a drink? Fine. But I wouldn't bother going in there. They've got nothing. <laughs> Almost forgot the parking brake. It actually it crashes into the bad guy's hideout. And, you know, there's all the money. In fact, there's more than the $100,000. Um, and they, and, and Brain's like, okay, well, now you've got your money. So now I can get my, my scientific device. Not so fast. Your friend just destroyed a hideout. Now we got to find a new one. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, we were rent controlled. We're keeping all the money and you get nothing. They just kind of give up at that point. Yeah, and then they kind of walk down the uh, the street, but Pinky has a little bit of that, str- I think it was strontium or something, strontium or something, uh, stuff. I can't, yeah. The the watch breaks, and, you know, the brain's like, oh, this is, you know, my the watch that, uh, you know, it reverses time and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And but it keeps zapping. Yeah, there's Until, like a little bit of goo or something of that, of that stuff. Pinky's hand is like attracted to it and right. it just keeps whacking it. It keeps going back until the brain takes it smashes and smashes it. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it goes to black. So there we go. So uh, nice Pinky in the Brain segment. I guess, Kelly, since you're the – Nathan, you've never seen Run, Lo- Run, Lola, Run, right? Nope. Uh, Kelly, is there any kind of element of Run, Lola, Run? I know it's about her trying to get to her boyfriend, I believe, right? Is that the mm-hmm. – is is there any kind of element of time travel or doing things over again like Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah no, that's exactly it. Um, I can't remember by what, what mechanics it happens. But it's like in one of the um, – spoiler alert. I think in like one of the, the sequences, her boyfriend actually dies like it – I want to say he gets hit by a truck or something, but it's, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Yeah. Um, I really should check it out again. Um, and because it, it's actually dangerous situations, I think he's been kidnapped or, or he's in trouble and, and she's trying to, to save him. And so. Yeah. She only has 20 things, minutes, I think. In yeah. The bad movie. things keep happening. And, um, uh, and I, I honestly can't remember why it keeps replaying. But yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Groundhog Day. And but like it's it's in German and like I said, it's got this cool techno music and and it's just one of those movies that 
I watch, you know, you, you think, oh, we're going to watch a movie in film class. I've never heard of it's a foreign film. It's it might not be good, but no, it, it was amazing. And <laughs> I've, I've thought about it, you know, every so often, ever since. And um, it stars uh, Franco Potent, Potente, Potent, Potente. And I think she was in, was it the first Jason Bourne movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, so, she, so she's she's been in other films, and uh, and I remember vaguely, uh, and this may be on YouTube, I, I can't recall, but there was like a, a Star Wars fan fiction, I'm sorry, fa- fan film thing at Dragon Con many years ago, and there was a run, Leia run, where <laughs> Leia had to rescue Han, which I thought, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So That's it was great. like a parody of it, but it was Star Wars, so it made it, it elevated it. So um, yeah, very cool. Well, the biggest reference I could think was, you know, to one specific thing, which was the running down the stairs, which they showed Pinky kind of uh-huh. doing that, you know, multiple times in multiple ways, which is like kind of an, one of the more iconic moments in the actual movie because it's animated. Yeah. And she, yeah, and I saw it like on YouTube and she had two different versions of it, like at least two different versions, like one where she gets down the stairs, you know, perfectly fine. And then another version where a kid and a dog you know, kid trips her and she falls down the stairs or something Ooh, like that. I was, I'm just reading on Wikipedia. I, I didn't know this. If, if I go back and, and seen it more recently, maybe I'd, I'd make the connection, but in the Buffy episode beneath you, there's a pink haired girl seen running through a German street to techno music. Uh-huh. Uh, I, so I think that's probably in the seventh. Se- yep. That's season seven. Yep. <laughs> This is this is an Animaniacs slash uh, Buffy. I love uh, Buffy, Buffy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars, Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg podcast. Well, at it's least bit... Spielberg is tangentially uh, connected. You know what? It's all pop culture. It's all <laughs> yeah. everything well, is tangentially related. Spielberg to Star Wars. To... Right, right. <laughs> I uh, actually no six degrees um, of Animaniacs. Yeah. No, there was a um, connection I was going to make. I think it was to Bio Tapestry though, because. Uh, there was something in Wikipedia about Tony Kushner and the bio tapestry. And I was like, oh, that connects to Steven Spielberg because he's written many of um, Spielberg's films, including the upcoming West Side Story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about the stuff that we uh, liked about in this one. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. What are some things that you enjoyed in this second segment? Um, well, first, I want to point out that Wacko was a manticore, which has the oh. head of a human, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. As seen in the Pixar film uh, uh, Onward. Oh, the yeah. See, that's the manticore in that. That's right. And if you can find this out by listening to the audio descriptions of Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, what about this second segment now? What, do you, what did you like about it? Um, I enjoyed the whole time travel thing that reminded me of, you know, as you're saying, like a Groundhog's Day thing. I've never seen Run Lola Run, but it sounds like it's very similar to that, which is a lot of fun. Um, or like Live, Die, Repeat. That was a fun movie, too. Mm-hmm, which uh, is not the real title. <laughs> yeah, I know. They changed the title a couple of times, though. Exactly. What is the original title? I don't uh, it's Tom they Cruise uh, Dies a Lot, I think is what the original <laughs> version was called. No, it, no one knew what it was. No about. one knew what it was called. They, they're like, bombed. we're going to rename it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's coming out. But I think it's like the, they changed the title and then the, the actual, the original title is still on the DVD cover, except it's smaller. Um, so yeah. Anyway, 
Am I frozen? Edge of tomorrow. Nathan's frozen. This is interesting. Uh-oh. It's really you can't really see it right now, folks at home, but Nathan's face is frozen and he's in a state of contemplation. His eyes are it, it's kind of creepy how he's frozen. And well, Chewbacca's it, sitting behind him. And yeah, he has a Chewbacca. It's kind of crazy. Well, we we can cut him off. He'll come back in a little bit maybe. Kelly, what did you like about this second segment? Uh, any other moments in here? I mean, obviously, run, Lola, run, but anything else you yeah. like? Um, I thought it was kind of neat the way it was Pinky that had to rescue Brain. And, um, you know, so much rested on, on his little mousy shoulders. Mm, yeah, that's true. I mean, it was nice to see Pinky as the, like, so much was riding on him to get this done and he actually did succeed in a way and they talk about that at the end so that was it was nice for pinky to sort of have a win because even at the end right there where they bash through the the wall it wasn't really pinky's fault it was i mean pinky had no effect on which makes me wonder like why didn't it just crash through the wall every single time now that i think about it because <laughs> because pinky saying he'd watch a truck that doesn't I don't think that really has an effect on it. Maybe he put extra weight on it, which then that's why it went down. So I guess it did. Well, he didn't really watch the truck in the other versions because yeah. remember the guy kept trying to get and, his attention. And because he, he did right it this time him. and sat on the bumper or something. And yeah. that's why it had extra weight to go now. Okay. 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 Yep. Well, at any rate, uh, Nathan will be back here shortly. His computer died. Ugh, of course, Nathan, but let's go ahead. And while he's rebooting his system, Let's go ahead and talk about the last segment here. And this is the Hamburg Tickler. And the Hamburg Hamburg Tickler was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. And it was directed by Eric Knutson once again. And, uh, well, let's see. In this one right here, the Hamburg Tickler. Dr. Scratch and Sniff comes into the water tower and he's upset because the Warners took his phone and uh, they 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 got a bunch of stuff off Amazon or something. Tons of stuff. Uh, very extravagant stuff. Very expensive stuff. And he tells them, you get, get into bed. Now for one of my famous bedtime symposiums. In this era of lies, we must remember there are no two versions of the truth, yeah? And the truth... Wait a minute. Is this a new bed? Why, we don't know what you're talking about. We've always had this bed. Okay, I give up. But uh, Scratch and Sniff actually sings them a song, kind of a scary bedtime story, about the Hamburg Tickler who uh, feasts on children's lies. Mine penchant for sweets led me through dark streets. I broke into my grandmother's bakery. I stuffed my young face with our cookies and cakes. Crept back home full of sugar and shaky. At my mother's accusal that I ate a strusel. I blamed it on Fritz, our Dalmatian. I was thrilled by my lie, but she warned me that I would be punished for and if you uh, children lie they'll get their toes sucked off and how does dr scratch and sniff know this well when he was a little kid he lied to his mom and hamburg tickler sucked his toe off yikes because he has no big toe 
And the Warners get freaked out immediately, and they give all the stuff back to Dr. Scratch and Sniff. They pile it in a big, big pile. Uh, and then Dr. Scratch and Sniff, I don't know how he leaves the tower. Does he get kicked out? He Yeah, they kick yeah, him they out. Yeah, they kick him out. <laughs> That's kind of mean. Um, but good on Dr. Scratch and Sniff for being able to hold everything that they're giving him, including – uh, let's see. There was a bunch of anvils that they bought in bulk. It's cheaper if you buy in bulk. Yes, <laughs> and and also let's see. They had a uh, Picasso and the Queen Queen Beatrix stuff for the Netherlands were on there too. So they had a, they bought a lot of stuff. At any rate, they're they're scared because of the Hamburg tickler. I guess they kind of see the Hamburg tickler in Scratch and Sniff's shadow, so they really feel like it's going to happen. Anyway, they kick him out, and it turns out that the Hamburg tickler was actually Nora in costume. And Scratch and Sniff uh, was just lying. He was lying. His toes are perfectly fine. Ha! The Warners actually fell for it. They did. Hook, line, and tickler. You see that? We got all of our stuff back, and all we had to do was tell a little white lie. You know, I did not realize lying to children was so easy. We should do it more often. <laughs> and they laugh and say, "We have all our, we have all of our stuff back," which made me scratch my head because I was like, "Wait, that wasn't your stuff. It was just whatever." Well, they yeah, bought I thought it. they bought it. Yeah, the the Warners bought it, but not well. They bought it with their money, so it is their their thing. stuff, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, it made me pause too. Yeah, it made me go, but it's not your stuff. They didn't steal it from you. They bought it using your like another pass on that line. That's not doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Um, but the Hamburg. The more important thing is the real Hamburg tickler was there and chases Nora and Scratchy out of the lot because they lied about that and but they didn't because he exists <laughs> but they lied about not getting his toes sucked off i guess that was the that was the lie but nora didn't lie about that she she <sighs> the end <laughs> okay so it was a head scratcher kind of thing but it was i was a little worried when dr scratch and sniff was in the trailer and it showed him all upset and especially of how we saw Dr. Scratch and Sniff in the last season as this possible huge villainous character in the, the, the way they were setting it up. But I didn't see much of that in this. He kind of yeah. seems like a regular Dr. Scratch and Sniff for the most part. I mean, even like tucking him into bed and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it felt, was nice. Yeah, it felt like, okay, this is like Dr. Scratch and Sniff as the dad. Like, cool. Like, this is what yeah, I'm used which to. Is his, yeah, that's his role is basically... Uh, a father that's somewhat times annoyed by his children. <laughs> exactly. He reigns them yeah. in and, but it makes it makes his character relatable and it, it's it kind of sweet because it makes the it human, it brings a little heart to the Warner's characters, you know, in a mm-hmm. weird way. Uh, so it was nice to see. And I, and the song was fine. Uh, not very, again, not very hummable or anything at this point, the first time hearing it, um, but still fine. But yeah, just a little bit of head scratching at the end there where it was like, wait, Huh? Oh no! The tickler is real! Don't take my toes! I just got a pedicure! But it was fine. What did you guys think about it? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you now that you're back from the void. Oh my god, so scary. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I recognize some of the toys that they were pretending to play with. You know, yeah, they had a Hulk smash hands and the hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. That's right. I didn't mention those as cultural references, mainly because I just but, think they're just so obvious. It's like, yeah, they know, are. Everyone knows. Um, I found out that Hamburg has more bridges than any other city in Europe <laughs> with 2,500 bridges. Wow. That's a lot. That means they have yeah. a ton of trolls there, too. So you got to watch out. Mm, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was cute, a little bit slightly educational because of that one fact of the city of bridges. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I thought it was nice to see Scratch and Sniff back and back in his, you know, classic uh, type, you know, yeah. I guess, you know, acting like Dr. Scratch and Sniff. So it was yeah. good. With kind of a Krampus kind of tale to tell, which is, I yeah. guess, kind of like we're getting into at the time of recording this. We're getting into the Christmas season. So, you know. Uh, everybody's waiting for Krampus. Come on down the the chimney. I eat the kids. Rudolph. <laughs> That's right. Rudolph, Rudolph doesn't come down the chimney. chimney. What are you no, but just to come on the TV. <laughs> oh yeah, he comes on the TV. That's true. <laughs> uh, Kelly, was there anything in this last uh, segment that you uh, liked? Uh, well, you've already mentioned Scratch and Sniff. Uh, his characterization was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, it's hard to pinpoint any one particular uh, thing. I, I mean, I, I like—I guess I like the story of the the tickler. Uh, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> I, I mean, not like the toe sucking thing, but yeah. uh, that was weird. But <laughs> you know, uh, and at the end, when when it, it was really real, and it, it kind of had a cool design, and. Um, so yeah, it was it was fine. All right. Well, that song was written by nine people. Wow. <laughs> wow. I really miss Randy Rogel. I really miss you know uh, his songs. I know he's still got some stuff, but my gosh, you know. It's, yeah, that, that he was not on the list of people that helped with that song. Too, yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like Randy, come back. There was a song in Run Pinky Run uh, called Run Pinky Run. There was, <laughs> according to the, according well as if you watch the credits, if you watch the credits, was, you watch the credits a, I guess it was stuff. it was written and performed by Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley, who seem to write and perform some of these songs. So, they, they must, yeah, they do a lot of compositions, I think too. So I think that might have just been a composition they might have done, just the yeah. techno German. So like it, it, it's like in the Bayo Tapestry song, they're all it says they were it was performed by. Jess, Tress, and Rob, and Tommy and Rob, Roddy. So I just wonder if if they count musician. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah, because um, no, uh, William and everybody they didn't make any. Uh, they didn't have any lines or anything. Yeah, it seemed like it was all just. And Rob. this time, maybe you could tell it was definitely more Rob. Yeah, that was Rob singing that whole song. I could tell. Um, yeah, interesting. So yeah, I guess they they must add also if you do guitar or something like i don't know it's perhaps, very perhaps perhaps it's interesting to see i don't know well that that might be a question we might have to find out the answer to eventually mm. but at any rate let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating <laughs> How many would you give this episode of the Animaniacs reboot? 
Uh, let's see. I think we'll start with Kelly. Kelly, why don't we start with you? Uh, how many would you give? I will go with four. I uh, had an educational song and the run Lola run parody with Pinky and the Brain was great. And that was pretty strong overall. All right. And Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I liked last week's better just for, I don't know why. Um, so, and I gave that one a three, so I'll give this one a three as well. It's about the same, but I think, yeah, you know, I'm just like, I'm just, again, like I wanted to be funny still, but like, I really did enjoy the education. Like I learned a lot, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I gotta go with three as well, which is higher than last week's episode for me, but cause I, I did enjoy it because I appreciated where they were going with things. But again, I just felt like, man, I just felt like. Like the the moments, the song was great, but the moment before the song and the moment after the song wasn't great. And the Pinky and the Brain segment was nice, but I just wished it was, a, I don't know, just a little bit funnier. And you know what I mean? Like I could always nitpick, which is part of the thing I do, I know. But <laughs> it, at the end of the day, it's just like I'm not, I'm not laughing as much as I feel like I should be. And I get what they're going and I, I like the concept. Like if someone were to pitch the idea, like, that sounds like a great idea. But then when it's executed, it just doesn't quite work on all cylinders like I think it should be. But still not not bad. Not great, but not bad. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. Django FT, that's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? Also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A, P-R-N-C-S-S. Or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and a few other things. Like, I don't know. There's, I think there's two. I've actually put stuff on TikTok. Why? I don't know. I don't know how to use. I'm not a kid, but we have one. Uh, we have a kid? We, oh, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have one. <laughs> and they do our TikTok for us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but the main thing we're going to also promote is of course our patreon you, you can get bonus audio there every week stuff like oh i don't know bonus audio of us talk about just pop culture stuff before we start really recording and of course animaniacs creators commentaries with tom ruger and other special guests that's right we go through every episode of the original series with tom and it's been really fun to do it uh and you know if you're interested in watching the original show but getting a good, some more insight into how every episode was made then check that out at patreon.com slash animaniacast and of course we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast network you can join the RetroZap discord server over at discord.animaniacast.com that'll bring you right over there you can talk about anything pop culture that you'd like including Animaniacs of course with us uh, and of course, you can go to RetroZap.com to get fantastic articles and podcasts every single day. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Pinky, I know you're lying whenever you say Zort. That's not true, Brian. Zort! <laughs>